bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your multiple award-winning progressive adult sex toy and equipment retailer. Sex toys barely scratch the surface of who they are. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. Head over to smittenkittenonline.com. questions and talking about cake. Welcome to another episode of BSing with Barak and Sheba on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you're offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right fucking now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do we want to take a question first or do we want to talk about the excitement that has been our lives? I think we should talk a little bit about the excitement that has been because <laughs> we've had a lot of exciting things going on in the past month. We've done, a, we've done, we've been all over the country. We've been all over the planet. We've been in a canoe. We've been up and down the stream, <laughs> or at least we've been around once or twice. And Barrick is still paddling. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, really. We, um, where have we been in the past month? It is now the end of June, and we're coming into July. And in June, we were at Twisted Trist. And Twisted Trist was a blast. It's the only outdoor camping event that I will go to. <laughs> well, and you go there because, you know, of course, we're in the house. Well, it's still camping. I'm still by a campfire. At that's night. true. That's true. <laughs> at night, there is a campfire, and we will be, you know, around it. And uh, let me tell you, some I of the, even helped make it at one point in time. That's true. I put wood on there. Yeah, that's true. And we actually, <laughs> we actually cooked um, meat directly on the fire, and 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 you had that to eat, and, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was a blast. I really had a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great things going on. Great scenes everywhere, out in nature. And yes, I just said out in nature. Mm-hmm. It was really great to see all the uh, all the tribe again. Mm-hmm. And if, so, if you have an opportunity, we do tend to bring a lot of the AIS staff out there. We gather together. We have nightly evenings at the fire. We do a lot of connection. We do a lot of team building. We do a lot of things. So, if you have an opportunity to go to Trist next year, it's going to be coming up in the end of June, and it's it's something not to be missed. If yes, you like, it's an, an amazing, event. amazing experience. Mm-hmm. We had uh, an amazing meet and greet uh, come early in the early in uh, June. Another huge one, another yeah. another one that included a lot of new people, which I think we should get to a little bit later in the podcast because I really I have some questions that came from these new people okay. Okay. that I want to address on the podcast. That sounds great. That sounds great. great. I think that I think we should talk about a lot of those new people, um, not specifically, but about new people in general. Right. Right. We had a, we had a huge new to kink meeting. Uh, it, it basically filled up the room, and and that's another aspect of uh, what's coming new into the community and, and how many people are coming into the community because of any number of freedoms and any number of pieces in the community that's, that's increasing uh, interest in kink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We also, we just did um, a local class for mm-hmm. one of the groups here in Columbus. We went and uh, talked about unconventional consciousness with mm-hmm. the Monkey Puzzle Club. Mm-hmm. We did our, our role play class. And what we did was uh, we shared how we do role play. Mm-hmm. Gave a couple uh, hints and tips on how to actually get yourself into role and how to stay there. Mm-hmm. And what... It takes to define the roles you're doing, how you look at yourself, how you look at your needs, wants, and desires, and create the pieces that make you do step into a role that make you hot, wet, hard, and horny. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so we had a great time at that. The Monkey Puzzle Club, always welcoming. And uh, so if you have a great, uh, if you have an opportunity to get out in the Columbus community, you're interested in some educational stuff, stop by the Monkey Puzzle Club. It's, uh, I think they do it every Wednesday night now. Every Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, ha- you, have you have to be re- on the you list. Have to, you have to yeah. register. You have to register. Mm-hmm. And those classes and fill up really fast. To a certain amount of people mm-hmm. because of the size yep. of the room that they're in. Absolutely. So. So let's talk. Since we mentioned newbies, let's let's take a question. Let's let's take one of these questions that I got. Are you good with that? Okay. Um, so my first question comes from Mr. Anonymous, and he writes: My partner asked me recently to spank them. I was initially unsure, and now I realize um, I'm brand new to this kink thing, and I have no idea where to start. So I'm asking you. How do I get started? How do we get started in kink? Let me tell you. <laughs> Go ahead and spank right, her. Right. When she asks you, just do it. <laughs> just spank her. No. Um, you want to figure out what's in it for you. And I, I don't always want no, to... I, I, I don't know if that's the right term. Like, what's in it for you? Well, what I mean by that is what makes... What about, what about kink excites you? What gets you excited? What gets you interested? What builds that connection between you and your partner? Right. When she asked you to spank her, was there a reaction? Um, did your body, did, did you get titillated? Did your cock do a little jump? Did you feel like, wow, I could really, I could do this. I, I might like this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That's going to lead you to where you want to go with your kink life, you know? When your body reacts like that and tells you you're getting turned on by something, then go ahead and, and follow that lead and, and let your body guide you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I would say is when you're starting out in kink, all of us, all of us, all of us are, are fumbling all over. We're fumbling on the internet. We're fumbling all over porn sites. We're fumbling all over uh, each other, each other, magazines, <laughs> books. We're just going all over the place trying to figure out what it is that we like. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is it's in theory a wonderful thing. Right, in, you, you read about this stuff, and it makes you hot, wet, hard, and horny. Mm-hmm. And you and you and you experiment with it, but it it doesn't really fulfill you until you actually get interacting with another human being. And so, once you get interacting with another human being, you build a consensual and cooperative hmm. interaction that gets you both hot, wet, hard, and horny. It's a kinky co-op, <laughs> and that's the important thing: consent. You know, figure out what you and your partner want to do to build your relationship together. This is a form of creative sexual expression. And whether it's spanking, whether it's tickling, whether it's teasing, whether it's role play, whatever it is that you choose to do, as long as you both are involved, both are adults, both are consenting to what's occurring, then you're good to go. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. So when you're first getting into kink, Figure out what makes you hot, wet, hard, and horny. Mm-hmm. What and does it for follow you? Follow that. And follow that. Right. And then from there, figure out where you and your partner intersect and what you can do together. And then explore it together. Be honest with one another about what it is that makes you excited. Mm-hmm. And when you do so, you'll find yourself becoming a little bit vulnerable around them. Being vulnerable and open with your partner creates a much deeper relationship. Absolutely. The more you're able to communicate your needs, wants, and desires to your partner, the better they're able to actually meet those needs, wants, and desires, mm-hmm. and the more it will encourage them to share that same information with you. Mm-hmm. Because it's mutual trust. What happens is there creates, uh, like I would say, a mutually beneficial 
arrangement <laughs> or mutually assured destruction, depending on, you know, both of you are stepping out and being vulnerable with one another. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it really deepens your relationship. We have come so far together, mm-hmm. being able to explore our relationship, being able to explore our excitement. And sometimes, you know, we'll get into this in more questions later, but sometimes you may not have a, a simpatico with your partner. They may be a piece that they don't want to do. And in that case, we'll take another question later about what can happen there. Absolutely. Okay. So do we want to take another question right now or do we want to talk about where we're going? I think we should talk a little bit about where we're going. Okay. <laughs> so where are we going? And what well, the hell is going on? Well, I know for sure one place that I'm going to be going is the AIS Intensive with the Rough Body Crowd. Exactly. Uh, bringing the road exactly. show to us here in Columbus and we're going to have a full day intensive. It's going to be Incredible! I'm I'm really excited about this. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of bruising involved. In I fact, <laughs> I just got a, I just got a letter from uh, Ruffin Amarato this morning, and he was saying that he was really excited to come out. And is there anything more he can do? And Ruff, what I will tell you is, buddy, just get ready for some really fun. Yes. Columbus, the Columbus community is huge. It's really exciting. We're very cooperative and cohesive. Um, we were talking, uh, Sheba and I were talking with uh, Thesser, who is one of the local leaderships, and they've got an event that's the same time as our meet and greet. And what we're going to do is uh, our meet and greets normally wind down sometime around 11 or 12. And what we're going to do is we're going to say, hey, everybody, the meet and greets winding down. The people over at that uh, over at the Fetish Foreplay Friday night have held back the price, so that's one price all night. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get there early. So guess what? You can go to both. You can go to both the AIS meet and greet. You can meet a lot of people. You can start making connections. You can make plans. And if you decide that tonight's the night you want to play, you can also head to the Fetish Foreplay Friday night with uh, with uh, with uh, Thesser and the and the people from Guilty Pleasures. And then wake up bright and spanky in the morning. Mm-hmm. Come to the AIS intensive. Take a little break for dinner and then come on back for the, is it the third or fourth annual? It's the fourth annual. Fourth annual champagne room party. I'm excited about that. <laughs> I am really excited about the There's champagne no room party. There's no sex in the champagne room. That's not true. Okay, that's not true. That's not true. I have, I have seen, I have seen <laughs> sex in the champagne room. I have seen sex in the champagne Actually, room. Actually, we've had sex in the champagne room. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you've heard the rumor there is no sex in the champagne room, Totally false. Totally false. It's totally false. It is. We, we have. There has been. There. I believe. I have heard rumor <laughs> that there is sex in the champagne room. Don't get me wrong. Make sure it's consensual. Make sure it's negotiated. But there can actually be some lots of fun sex in the in the champagne room. We're, I know that the Princeton Club is really excited about hosting us again. We have the back porch open. They have the air conditioner fixed. They have a huge hot tub out on the back porch. If the weather's nice, we're going to have furniture out back so that there will be play not only in the main play space, not only in the individual rooms, not only in the back rooms, but outside as well. And what's great about that is you can take what you learn from the intensive mm-hmm. and go ahead and use it right then, that yep. night. Yep. You know? And I have agreed to bring my pink mats <laughs> so that people who are actually engaging in the rough body play can go ahead and play on those mats at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rough didn't want the mats. He's not going to use them there for the party. Oh, okay. All right, great. Yeah, about him. It's right. about me and my needs. Because <laughs> when I throw someone down or when someone throws me down, I would much rather land on a oh, soft, soft mat. pink mat. All right. <laughs> All right, well, we'll have to figure out where to put those. We might we might, uh, we might, might have to put those in the back room or something like that. Mm. Um, 
you know, because you know what's going to happen if you put them in the middle of the floor. Oh, I know. It's going to be a pile on. It's, it's going to be a huge it's pile. It's going to be a puppy pile. And, <laughs> people, you know, people won't be paying it. They'll, they'll put their shoes on and walk right across it. <gasps> it's true. So if you're coming to the event and you and see you pink mats. And you are going to play on my mats. Right. Do not. Do not. <laughs> walk on them with your shoes walk on. Walk on them with your shoes. Because I will hurt you. Right. Bad <laughs> things. Bad things abound. <laughs> Where else are we going to be in July? In July? We're going to go to Floating World in July. No, no. Floating World's in August. Is it in August? Yeah. Flo- Floating World's end of August. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but we'll talk about that on the next podcast. Okay. Cool. Let's take another question. Okay. Let's take another question. Do you want to pick one of these questions? All right. Here we go. Everyone seems to have a role or a label, like Dom or Sub, Master or Slave, Top or Bottom, or switch, and some I haven't even heard of. What's the difference, and how do I figure out which one applies to me? Do I even need a label? And the answer is no. The answer is it's completely up to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything you want to do, any definition of yourself you can come up with that someone else will agree to and participate in is perfectly fine. There's no reason that you have to be a master, that you have to be a sub, that you have to be a switch, that you have to be whatever. There's no reason to make a decision about what mm-hmm. you lean toward or what you want to call yourself at any point in time, you know, especially for new people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the more you're able to step into and take those roles and try them out, the more you'll get a feel for what it is that you want to call yourself in order to make it easier for people to understand mm-hmm. what side of the fence or if you're on the top of the fence, um, which, you know, some people are, right. <laughs> um, that you want to be on. Yep. So let's talk about the difference between them. We frequently talk, we throw around these terms and, and, and the more you see the podcast, you'll be seeing us throwing around a lot of terms. So let's define them first. Traditionally, when people talk about top, bottom, and dominant, submissive, there can be some intermingling. But the truth is, top and bottom refer to a physical interaction. So if you, if you think about it this way, the top is the fucker and the bottom is the fucky. Mm-hmm. Okay. The top is the one who provides the sensation to the bottom. For instance, if I'm going to do a flogging scene, I am the flogging top. I have a flogger in my hand, and I strike my bottom with said flogger. All right, the bottom is the one receiving said sensation. Mm -hmm. So as I'm swinging the flogger, as I'm twirling it around, doing all those masterly (laughs) things that we do. (laughs) Yes, because masterly twirling is <laughs> right, right. Exactly. what I think of. So if you've ever if you've ever been part of the ballerina squad and learned how to twirl one of those beams, this is what you're doing. No, just kidding. Okay, so let's get back to the actual question, which was labels. The, right, what's the difference between yeah. the labels? So we talked about top-bottom and what that traditionally is as far as a physical state of being. So let's talk a little bit about mm-hmm. dom, sub, or dominant and submissive. Those labels actually add on a layer of complexity to what you're doing in your scene. And that layer of complexity has to do with authority exchange or power exchange, Mm -hmm. wherein the submissive gives over authority and power to the dominant in that particular scene. Yep. And a lot of times the interaction involves a relationship. For instance, when you're involved in a dominance and submission, it has very little to do most of the time with actual sensation. It has more to do with that authority exchange that you're talking about in relationship. Mm -hmm. It can be for a scene. It can be for a very long time based on whatever your agreements and negotiations have been. 
Right. And back to what Barrick was saying about the combination of those terms, you can actually be a dominant top who is playing in a scene and is taking uh, taking that authority from the submissive but giving them some, some sensation at the mm-hmm. same time mm-hmm. you know or you can be um, a dominant submissive if you choose to be um, wherein you're a bit of a uh, strike that strike that reverse it mix it up <laughs> <laughs> Right. What she's trying to say is you can be a dominant bottom, whereas <laughs> whereas you're at, whereas you're discussing with the, no. Actually, I actually meant submissive bottom. Submissive bottom. Well, now I have no idea what I meant. I could have sworn you meant something else. <laughs> Kiss my submissive bottom. I will get it up on the table. <laughs> so what we're talking about here is there can be a combination. It doesn't have to be one or another. It can be. All the above. What we can do is, if you're a top, you can certainly be a submissive top, i.e. a service top, where you do the act of uh, sensation on someone who chooses to be a bottom or who chooses to receive that sensation. And they might be your dominant. For instance, right? some people argue that um, a submissive who is going down on their top is actually in a dominant position. Interesting. Or a top position because they are doing to another person. Huh. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have actually run into a person who does a lot of boot worship mm-hmm. and a lot of um, boot fetishing, fetishizing, um, but is actually a dominant mm. and prefers to put boots onto his submissive. So he is down in front of his submissive placing boots upon her feet that he chooses to put there, mm-hmm. you know? And so that act from the outside could look like a role reversal, wherein mm-hmm. he is the submissive who is doing the boot worship and is putting the boots onto his dominant. Once you know these people, you understand that it's a complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Where he is choosing, where is, he is choosing to... He has the authority yep. to tell her, you, you're going to wear these for yep. however long I want you to wear right. these. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> do you need a label? Do you need a label? Do you need a label? You absolutely don't need a label. Nope. You know, if you all. choose to have one, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you choose not to, big deal. Yeah, totally up to you. Take your time, figure yourself out, figure out your needs, wants, and desires, discover what it is that you want within the scene, and then make your choice. What do you want to call yourself? Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you start asking other people what you are, you're going to get their projection. You're not going to get reality. You're not going to, they're not going to know who you are, what your secret desires are. Mm-mm. They're going to, they're going to put onto you what they want you to be to make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So don't, mm-hmm. don't ask anybody, discover for yourself what it is that you want. Do you want a bottom? Do you want a top? Do you want to be a dominant? Do you want to be a submissive? Do you want to be any combination of the thing? Do you want to be a switch? Right? Everyone wants to be a switch. Everyone, she says, <laughs> wants to be a switch. No, but what I will argue is that there is a time when anybody will step into the role of bottom or step into the role of top or whatever and go outside their common parameters mm-hmm. because we want to do what feels good to us. Absolutely. We want to create that energy between us and another person. Mm-hmm. And so if we have a clearly defined role that we refuse to step out of, we're going to lose out on opportunities that we have to create a connection with another human being. And so it's really important that we allow ourselves the flexibility to choose what we want in the moment and not 
confine ourselves to a box of our own making. Right. Or somebody else's for that matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're off camp. So, and for the audio participants in this particular BSing. Mm-hmm. What we're doing, just so you know, as we're doing this particular BSing, is we are doing audio podcasting along with video podcasting. And it's our very first time, so give us a break. We're virgins. Mm-hmm. What we're do- so you'll see and hear in this case. Oh my case, gosh, they're popping our cherry. Right. Our podcast listeners are popping a cherry yep. for us. We really appreciate you being part of this particular scene with us because <laughs> this is something that we've never done before. And we're really excited about doing it, but it does add a little bit of anxiety to creating two things at once because I think that there are, there are different ways of doing it. And what we're doing is trying to mash it all into one thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a podcast mashup. <laughs> My God, I feel like I'm on Glee. <laughs> Don't, it, it, you know, we could turn it was a mash. It was the BSing mash. Oh my God. Stop. Stop now. Okay. <laughs> Not that you've already heard enough from Barrick, but just in case you want to hear more, there's more to listen to on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Each week, you can listen to the original Erotic Awakening Podcast with Dan and Don. Monthly, you can listen to BSing with Barrick and Sheba. Um, and then uh, once monthly, you can listen to none other than Lee Harrington. Absolutely. I recommend listening to all of them. I do, too. <laughs> They're a lot of fun. So, what else are we talking about? Um, we can take one more question, if you choose. You want to take one more question? We can take one more quick question. Okay, I think we should take, what do you want, Is five or six? I think that, that yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> our next question. <laughs> so, our next question comes from another new person to the scene. And she writes... I have been on a kinky social network for a while, mm-hmm. and I would like to know how to get out of my basement and into the local community. I think okay. she's just joking about her basement. I, I, I don't know. Oh, here's, <laughs> here's, here's, what, here's what the answer to that question is. Walk up the basement steps, open the door, and walk outside. <laughs> That's your best bet. There's but, a lot of things you can do. If if you're in the Columbus area, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things that you can find on the AIS FetLife feed or on the AIS Yahoo feed that tell you uh, different things that you can do that AIS is running. Mm-hmm. We have switch roundtables. We have dominant roundtables. We have submissive roundtables. We've got a TNG group that mm-hmm. meets. We have monthly meet and greets for you to get out and just meet Absolutely. people with similar pensions. It's mm-hmm. It's a wonderful vanilla space. And when we say vanilla, we mean non-kink-related environment. It's a social setting out in a neutral place. We actually meet at a, at a uh, pool hall. Mm-hmm. And it's a great place to meet 100 of your kinky friends and meet them in a, in a non-pressure situation. Absolutely. And if you're not from the Columbus area, if you go onto, I'm assuming that what she means by the social network is probably FetLife. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go onto FetLife and put in the information about where you're at and, and just look for events in your area, look for meet and greets mm-hmm. in your area, try to find out who the leaders are of the groups in your area and contact mm-hmm. those people. Ask if you can friend them and follow them to see what it is that's happening in that location. Because we're considered, I don't know why, but we are considered leaders in the community. And what happens is we frequently get emails like that that say, hey, what's going on in town? I'm interested in meeting some new people. I'm interested in whatever. And what we'll do is we'll give them a list of things that are happening in the area. And when that occurs, you get to choose whatever you want. Absolutely. 
And it's wonderful to become part of a community Mm -hmm. because it's safer. You get to meet and know people. You can ask for specifics about reputations. You can also learn what is and what isn't safe. You can develop a social network outside of your basement. Right. And start to interact with human beings. And another thing you can do is actually watch the people that you're interested interact with others and see if they still have that energy that drew you on the social networking site that you were on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, what we will tell you is it's a big red flag if you emailing with somebody and they say, well, I'm not really interested in the local community. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. Not all local communities are great. Not all local communities are open and friendly, but most of them are. Right. Most of the ones we've ever been to and we've been around. Uh, <laughs> Speak for yourself. Okay. We're mostly around. <laughs> we've been to different um, communities in the United States, and most of them have a very good aspect of welcoming to them. And when you find that, you'll be able to talk to them about people who are in your scene in, in your local area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And find out lots of different things that you can do. And it gives you an opportunity to not just watch kink on porn or in pictures on that site that you're on, but to actually experience it in person and to feel that energy so that you can decide if that particular kink is something that you want to do just by being there and witnessing it. It gives you a chance to let out that voyeur inside. You know? Absolutely. And when Absolutely. you're ready to make that next step and choose to play out in a public scene, it lets you let that exhibitionist inside you come out and play. Mm-hmm. Yep. I personally like to watch the people that I intend to play with play with other people so that I can decide whether their style is compatible with me. Absolutely. And it's a great place to do that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that answers your question. Hopefully you'll get out of your basement, get up to an AIS event, or get up to a local event. And make your kink happen for you. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Bork, bork, bork. Oh, God. I hope that's not on the podcast. It's going to be on the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. There's going to be a bork in your future, baby. <laughs> so um, we talked a little bit about uh, AIS and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So let's give some specifics. So our next meet and greet is actually going to happen on July 19th, 19th yep. which is the second Friday normally. But this month we're going to do it on the third Friday because we're going to make it an all weekend long party, starting with the meet and greet and then going into the rough body play intensive on the 20th, followed right on the heels by the champagne room party. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you'll come out to one of those. We also have, for those people who are newer to the community, we also have what's called the N2K, or New to Kink Meeting, which hosts uh, people who've been in the scene for less than a year and haven't been part of the local community. This gives you an opportunity to ask questions, to meet other people who are new to the community, to develop friendships, and discuss what's going on in your world. There's a TNG meetup that's going to happen on Tuesday, July 9th, and that is specific to people between the ages of 19 to 35 um, or their significant others. There is a switch roundtable that's happening on the fourth Tuesday, which is July 23rd. Um, and that's going to be the topic there is going to be back to basics. So if you're curious about those labels and you want to figure out what exactly a switch does or feels, that is a great place to come find out and ask any questions that you have. Mm-hmm. 
So, speaking of asking questions, how do they contact us? Oh, wow. On FetLife, you can find me at brat underscore Sheba. That's B-R-A-T underscore S-H-E-B-A. You can find me at B-A-R-A-K at FetLife. You can also find us at Barak and Sheba at AOL.com, at Gmail, at Hotmail, at Yahoo. No, no, no. We decided no Hotmail. Oh, right. We don't do Hotmail. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You're going to have to. I don't know. <laughs> you can find me on the twat. I do the Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm brat underscore Sheba or AIS underscore org. I am also uh, found on Facebook under both those same, the brat underscore Sheba and AIS um, underscore org. Mm-hmm. Or last but not least, you can find us at adventuresinsexuality.org. Mm-hmm. That's a great way of reaching us. You can find out some of our writings. You can follow us a little bit there and you can see what AIS is doing. Yes. So, um, are we done? We, I think we are. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to BSing with Beric and Sheba. We'll be back on the first Monday of next month, which is going to be August 5th. And, uh, okay. I'm done. We need to turn off. <laughs>